Hey, Popcorn Talk, get ready for box office breakdown. Tonight we're talking about how a team of villains took down the hero that is Jason Bourne. Let's do it. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's box office breakdown. Look at that. You hear that little... What's up? That little poppy music, that can only mean one thing. It's Monday yeah. night, 10 o'clock, which means it's time to limbo. Let's break down. It's time to limbo. It's also time to limbo, guys. Yes, that's box office breakdown. Welcome, everybody, back for another week here. This is the show that breaks down the weekly box office and then give its little prognostications for the week ahead. Mm-hmm. Yes. I want to hear us, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter at HappyGoJackie. My name's Carrie Lane. You can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. And you can stalk me on Instagram and Twitter at DJ Richie Sky. And you can find remnants of me on Snapchat at Richie Sky. Mm. Remnants. Just remnants. remnants. These little pieces and traces remnants. there. Have you noticed Snapchat how Instagram added like a Snapchat kind of feature to exactly. it? Exactly. I'm, like, yeah, really? I'm totally using that. And the fonts are way better. Oh, okay. Quinn Gillian, she is on assignment, as we like to say. She, she won't be with us this evening here. But joining us on the panel is Carrie's hat that she got yeah. from the Suicide Squad screening that she got to go check out before the screening of the I film did. debuted. And that was, that was pretty cool. This was a radio station prize. I called in, guys. There was no no endorsements here or whatever. This was, I just called in. I was caller three, no, yeah, caller two, 13, and 20, the winner. So Look at that. Let's well, go I got a hat you. and see it on the Tuesday before the Friday. Uh, speaking of fun. fan interaction, folks, you can like us on Facebook. You yes. can follow us on iTunes. Give us those five stars. We're going to throw up the chat here as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. James there in the booth. Hi, James. He's going to throw up the chat. Hi, uh, y'all. Hey, yeah, y'all. So look at that. So you guys can chime in. Th- give your thoughts about the week that was in the box office. Uh, we also need to talk about uh, certainly the results of the bet that we made last week. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Yes. Uh, there you go, fans. <laughs> and if you remember, uh, we made the bet. Whoever was uh, farthest away from the, the, the total box office for Nine Lives was going to have to see this movie. <laughs> it was the furthest away. Hmm, I wonder who that was. You, yeah. I, let me just say something. I blame you all for not going to see this movie. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, Richie Sky, I believe I picked nine million for, uh, okay. and you went, you went so high. I, you know, I was believing in the cat lovers of America. I really, I, oh. I think listen. it was like thirteen or something. So not like huge, but you had like thirty-five. I was yeah. like, damn. That's You've like, never heard of being optimistic. Oh that is goodness. like way out there optimistic. That is the yes. so insane. the bet was that I have to see the movie. That is correct. They this blame me for guessing too much. No, I, I, I feel I feel like the best way is we got to be able to see it by next week so we can hear your thoughts. See, that about wasn't it. A, yes. that wasn't a part of the bet right? because you know I feel like I think that's a. You never said when I would see it. Oh, oh come, come on, on. <laughs> come on, did it yes. Fine, I will go see the movie uh, and I will let you all know how it was. There you go. Yeah, that's right. So you can see it as a matinee or the first show. You know what? I went to Born as a first show and it's only six ninety nine. See, there you go. I will commit my two hours. So this I weekend saw Born. Woohoo! Yeah. Finally. So, Sorry, folks, uh, <laughs> so ch- chime in on the chat there. Let us know if you like the idea. We'd like to continue this bet. Maybe as an ongoing thing where no, each week no, no, no. <laughs> about, about, a fil- about a film. We'll see whoever that has to go see a movie for the next week. It's kind of a right. fun. I'm maybe. making conservative guesses. I don't know from if now Quinn's going to be so. Good. <laughs> uh, maybe take that. Well, you have a one in three chance. That's so. right. That's right. Yeah, I mean, this week yeah. we, could, we should take the bullet, but who knows? Yeah. Mm. That's right. We, mm. Richie, we came to play. Cle- clearly. Yeah. Oof. Clearly. Yep. <laughs> ha, ha. 
Uh, so yeah, we're going to break down and start start off with the box office this week. Uh, coming in at number one, really no surprise when we'd already been talking about it. I mean, the suicide, the advertisement squad. about it had been so high, such a publicity blitz they did for it was Suicide Squad from Warner Brothers, one hundred and thirty three point six million dollars. Mm. You know, just a little tiny amount, just a little tiny amount. Actually, better than Guardians of the Galaxy. And, did. They made a couple of dollars. Yes, and there was I read an article exit polls forty per six. 46% of the audience was female to see Suicide Squad. Now, interesting, certainly, as the box office went out for the weekend, though, the, the returns dropped. Well, that was on the Friday. Yeah, so yeah. The, the, week, the box office dropped. So I don't know how it bodes well for the follow the upcoming weekend. Wait, what do you mean the returns dropped? Yeah, the uh, the, the box office kind of dropped each day. As it went oh, the okay, yeah. sure. Once, oh, once the word okay. started getting, getting, getting out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, it opened up really huge on Friday. Started dropping Saturday. I feel it's pretty Sunday. polarizing, though. Like the critics are like, "Oh my god!" See, and that so was horrible. what I didn't do yet. I didn't yeah. look at the critics' reviews yet, simply because I felt like it was just going to be so big that I wouldn't even need to read it. You know I what I mean? Because I'm going to go see it anyway, so it doesn't really matter to me what they think. Well, like uh, uh, speaking of, uh, we're talking about go back to Nine Lives Jazz uh, throughout there. No cat lovers would go. It's about being punished by being turned into a cat. Yeah. So I guess that's true. I thought Suicide Squad was really fun. I had absolutely no expectations going into it. I do. I'm more of a Marvel fan versus D- DC, but I like superhero movies, so I'm like, I'll go check it out. And I was like, I don't have any. I don't know the source material a lot or anything like that, so I had no like. Well, this is what it's supposed to be like. And I just went in like, okay, this is just going to be a fun time, and it was. I mean, I kind of understand where people are saying like it's a little all over the place, but I'm like. But that's how the characters are, and it felt like it fit the vibe of the crazy ragtag team. Do you and, feel the you publicity know, made it seem more fun than the movie was? No, I just thought it was a fun, weird ride. Um, I, I re- some people didn't like the backstories. I thought those were really cool. The only weird thing that like I noticed but not really bothered me is when they're introducing characters they keep changing the music and it's kind of like when you go to a club and the DJ plays a song you really like and you're like this is great and then they change to another song and then you're like but I like that I other one they and they that. do it again and again and again and I'm like well I like all these songs but they just change them so quickly and so that for a little bit was like a mm, little bit of rub hair the wrong way kind of thing someone earlier on the chat said the first hour was amazing what was that about like, it's more did, the backstory okay I mean w- Similar to um, Star Trek, like when the big reveal of the bad guy and motivations and that, that's maybe a little weak. But I I just want to know what people are expecting that they're so disappointed for some people. You're just like, well, okay, whatever. Some people are like, oh, I didn't like this character or that character. It's like just go watch it to have a fun, entertaining time and then you'll like it. I don't know why people are just like... Stop bitching about it. And, I mean, it's fine to dislike it. That's totally fine. Not everybody's going to love every movie. Mm -hmm. Um, There's actually, like, lots of extra stuff at the end, too. So make sure you stay all the way through, by the way. Mm -hmm. I love that. And, yes, I agree, too. We we talked about this a little bit last week. Like, how much do the critics' opinions affect your attending a movie screening? I generally don't care. I'm curious. I'm more curious what fans say. Like, I will go to the IMDb message boards and waste way too much time reading what people think about something. Because then I'm more like, what? what why don't they like this? And want to hear what they say. More like Yelp reviews. You're like, why didn't somebody like this? And you're like, really? That's a stupid thing to say. But hmm. anyway. Critics, whatever. <laughs> uh, so I'll, I'll be curious. Uh, were this, I mean, I'm sure this is going to probably lead at least to one sequel for Suicide Squad. Certainly the opening weekend. And I think... Mm-hmm. With uh, DC's kind of restructuring of its uh, film side, with Jeff Johns kind of mm-hmm. spearheading the, the side. Now, I think 
could see they're restructuring it. Yeah, they're restructuring it. Hopefully, does that mean more. that they're gonna we're gonna get a whole nother release calendar? Oh, uh, maybe. I dare you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think hopefully it'll be a, a more of a focus on better storytelling, more of a cohesive universe kind of being built out like the Marvel Cinematic Universe does. I, I like this. As a moviegoer, I'm expecting a fresh movie with a somewhat structured plot and something I haven't seen before. Uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't expect that for this movie, but that's okay. Uh, looks like there's going to be a Harley movie. Uh, yeah, Harley was cool. Oh, no, Diablo has a part in the movie that's so good, and I'm not going to tell you about it. Uh, generic cookie cutter, whatever. Just okay. Wasted potential. I guess I could go with that one. Of like, wasted. maybe there could you be really more. Think that? But no, I mean, like, I can understand why someone might say that. But then that means you're expecting too much, and that okay. So does that mean we should have Hollywood meet <clears throat> these higher standards that we set for them? Because then you're always going to be disappointed. Or should that encourage Hollywood to do better? I, I think it's kind of a double-edged sword yeah. there. I, I think that, honestly, I think the concept of doing this was creative enough that that should be something that stands on its own at this point. Because we've never had something like this before. It's the first like villain movie ever. Yeah, I feel like people just go see it, have yes. fun, like enjoy it. Stop. Mm-hmm. Like You can't analyze every little thing about a movie. Yeah. No, but for me, it's not necessarily if the characters are like interpreted as they are in comic books. But I just want whatever story they're telling in whatever medium they're telling to be... A good story. That's all I want out of it. And, and you know, you can you can have Joker be. Don't go for a good story. All right. It's well, it's kind of it's an me- it, mediocre. Like it's fine. You're going for the crazy characters and the weird stuff they do. What not do the actual want, plot. Right. What do we want from yeah. our action and 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 superhero movies now? Like, I mean, do we need a complex story? I think you want entertaining characters and an engaging story. I don't think it's enough. I don't think it's enough now to just see the spectacle of superheroes on screen. I think we've seen that True. so far along. So now you need to tell mm. a good story. I think that's why the Captain America stories have been a little bit more successful than some of the other ones because they've kind of mapped other kind of genres on top of the superhero films. That's true. Like a nice seventies kind of conspiracy film with uh, with uh, Winter Soldier. I thought it was a really but good touch. I feel like they've kept a lot of those stories true to the source material. And they've deviated where necessary. Yeah, mm, with mm-hmm, with Marvel, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I think that's so. True. I feel like that is what's leading those though that franchise. Which was more fun, Suicide Squad, Star Trek, or Civil War? Uh, actually, you know, a good thing with that, which we talked a little bit about that, and Star Trek's on here. Uh, someone, and would you guys agree, viewers and panel? Uh, do you feel the new Star Trek movie kind of went back to the old style of the show, which I've heard some people say that, and I was like, yeah, I kind of agree, and that could be why some people don't like it, because maybe they didn't like the 60s style of the show. It's a it's a much smaller story, which given yeah. the, which is kind of nice, because that's what you can do on a TV mm-hmm. show, is that not every, every episode is about the fate of the entire universe. Yeah. So you can do that, but then sometimes it's kind of weird to do for a third film, where you constantly feel the, the, the normal trend is to kind of ramp up the mm-hmm. threat and the menace and the spectacle, mm-hmm. and then also have your third film really kind of go down and be a little bit more grounded. It's a, mm-hmm. it's it's a very change of, change of, yeah. different change of pace for a mm-hmm. film, especially a third one in a series. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so yeah, uh, feel free to uh, chime in there on the, on the chat. There are also on the uh, YouTube channel there as well. What what do you look for there in a film franchise? You know, let us know what you're looking for. Are you looking for spectacle? Are you looking for story? Do you just want to have a good time? What matters to you most about when you go? Someone see a film? in the chat said that critics enjoyed Sharknado more than. Suicide Squad, which makes them not appreciate what critics say. But that's critics taking the movie for exactly what it is. Like Carrie was saying, like, don't go into this with such high expectations. It's a movie. Enjoy it. 
mm. embrace mm-hmm. the fact that like exactly. oh this is cool all villains have never been in one movie exactly. solely based That's around them I'm before thinking. like critics liked Sharknado because they see it's cheesy and ridiculous mm-hmm. and over the top and that's how it's supposed to be so take it for what it is people Thank you. Yeah, I, I feel certainly with at least DC and Marvel, there's just so much attention and uh, expectations, whether good or bad, on each of those respective universes. It's certainly more DC, given the way that they feel like Batman versus Superman, Green Lantern, other films have not really. I thought Green Lantern like, was cool. I almost feel like it was fun. I like God, Ryan Reynolds yeah. though. I like Ryan Reynolds. I almost feel like the DC movies, the characters are so boring. Oh, uh, like. Maybe. The superheroes never look like they're having any fun. Did we well, let? Okay. Well, that's true. In Batman mm-hmm. versus Superman, everybody just was just mopey. Mm. Yeah, it's like, well, why are we so dismal? Yeah, I, I think that's Yeah, it, I think you would see more of a contrast. You want to see Batman versus Superman? You want to see like uh, you more of a moody, broody type of guy versus a more altruistic, more mm-hmm. aspirational figure. Not two guys that have kind of like a, a dour, sour mood off there. It's like that. That's no fun. Yeah. All right, uh, number two at the box office, though, uh, being dethroned after one week there, Jason Bourne. Good old Matt Damon took a tumble down to number two from Universal. There were $22.4 million, a 62.2% drop in the box office. I want to add I did enjoy it, but I had same thing. I had no expectations for that, and it's just another action movie kind of feel. But I'm like, but have you seen the other Bourne movies? kind of what they're like mm-hmm. and we were just talking about this before the show the problem with that the new one is you don't need to they're not revealing anything new so there's no thriller aspect to it not really so it's more just a high octane action movie the entire time but i do want to add that scene where they're driving las vegas on the strip there's absolutely no way you could drive that fast i've been to vegas numerous times and you drive maybe <laughs> 10 miles an hour on that strip there is no open lanes that all, and then something kind of cool. The uh, it's a hotel, creative license. The, yes, the hotel they crash into, the Riviera. I think they were tearing it down. So I didn't look it up, but I knew they were tearing it down, and they destroy part of it. So it probably was perfect timing of their like, hey, go ahead, we're tearing it down right now. Anyways, they had already torn down one of the towers. Yeah. That's I always be- thought the interesting thing about those movies was that they they took place over like a bunch of different locations in the past. Was that the case with this movie? What is it? They it the did. movie went the to plot usually like well no I love that they went to so many locations. Did they do the same thing this time? They went to a few different locations. Okay. Yeah, they were in Greece and they were in Las Vegas. I always think that's exciting. Uh, Germany yep. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, some people are bringing up here in the chat there that uh, one of the things that irritated them there about the Suicide Squad, certainly with the marketing, is I mean they kept on really playing up the Joker and Jared Leto's performance. Yeah, as a and he's not in it that much actually. Yeah. I did really? tell people that that I'm like, don't expect the Joker to be in it, but it makes he sense. He did all this method he's acting. Not and he, didn't have that, like, he is not the bad guy. He is not the bad guy, and he's not in the Suicide Squad, so obviously he's not going to be in it as much. His main connection is with it Harley, and like that's it. His role, like it, yeah, I mean, no, they played it up way bigger. Was so was so huge, and it, they made it seem like he was always in character on set. And like you're like in it for what ten minutes or something. Yeah, yeah. he's not in it collectively that much. It's a shame because I was hoping it'd be more uh, very similar to the uh, DC direct to video film uh, Assault on Arkham, where mm-hmm. Joker was in there as well as the Suicide Squad, and he was much more prominent in that storyline. But being very much uh, an opponent to the Suicide Squad and kind of going out against all the Suicide Squad for mm-hmm. just a little payback. So I thought that was more entertaining, and I'd hoped it would be the case in this That's film. what I was thinking it was going to be, but... But not, not the case. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Uh, so, uh, Jason Bourne, yeah, I feel like the thing with Jason Bourne, though, is I feel like after the first trilogy, we kind of, you know, well, we kind of reached the resolution with the character. So if you're going to bring him back, let's see something new or a different mm-hmm. shade. But or does it take. kind of wrap it up, though? I mean, you know, you, you find kind out... Kind of closes... 
well, the, even though it has one? an open ending. No, this, this one. This one? Do you? Uh, but uh, I mean, do we? Do we? Was it worth coming back? Do we learn anything new that was like, hey, I was. I'm glad. That, I'm so glad that we. Because uh, I felt like I'm oh, telling but, you, it's like that relationship where the person just comes back, and you're like, did you really need mm-hmm. to come back? I don't know. Wait, because I think the idea I need is, to see it. I know Universal would love to be in the Paul Greengrass, uh, Matt Damon, and Jason Bourne business. But do you think like this was enough? Like the ending for that was like I want to see what's next. Do you feel like no? You want I to feel see more? it's done. I don't. They shouldn't make another one after this one because the way it ends now. I mean, you could, but it kind of ends nice in its sort of open ending, if that makes sense. Okay. Because he has does a thing, and then I'm like, but it it works. You know, you're not like I, I felt satisfied enough with how it ended mm. and wrapped up. Yeah, I felt, I felt like they 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 shouldn't have come back. Nah, nah. Uh, coming in at number three, though, we had Bad Moms. I'm uh, so shocked that did at this. Well. Yeah, fourteen million dollars. I'm so shocked that this movie is still hanging in there. Yeah, like I just shocked feel in like a good it way? is just in a bad way. But I mean, look well, at that. Neither. I'm just shocked. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just, just shocked. quite shocked. <laughs> but yeah, but look at how much lower money value it is compared to like Suicide Squad made so much. Jason Warren, kind of a lot, and then we jumped down a bit for Bad Moms, and then four and five. Yeah, but yeah, I'm kind of surprised it's hanging there too. It's like, kind of like hanging in there by default. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, because it's, it's still the only other in there. movie. Like, hey, we don't. If you don't want to see a superhero movie, and you're not really into the action movie, yeah, it's a nice example of kind of you must be a bad mom. <laughs> and like you got to factor in like what their budget was compared to those other two that, that too, have mad that special too. effects and actions and stuff blowing up where it's like well what's our budget well we need a house we need like a van <laughs> a park and yeah. some strollers the baby from the American sniper you know <laughs> and we've got a movie folks well look at that uh, I saw it just rolling by in the chat there they uh, bad moms equals cringe fest ouch oh. sister-in-law loved bad moms oh <laughs> all right ryan that's great i mean <laughs> maybe so obviously it. people liked it that they went and saw it i would love ryan's comment to be on the poster there it's like <laughs> my sister-in-law loved bad moms <laughs> uh yeah yeah disney's doing pretty well this uh and we'll get into that a little bit later mm-hmm. in the show talking about their success this year uh, but speaking of uh, animated films, uh, The Secret Life of Pets from Universal. That is doing so well. Still hanging wow. in there as well. Number four with $11.5 million. And it, we're on like, what, three or four, week three or four now? Yeah, it came out uh, yeah, uh, the second week of July. It's definitely hanging in there. Or it's, uh, it's like marked it's, its territory. Oh! <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's clawed its way in. You know, it's I feel just, like it's like, been wow. like ten weeks and that movie's still in the countdown. But it is one of those things that it's the only kids movie that's the big new one right now. Yeah. Well, Ice Age, yes, which I did see some people comment that f- some people love that movie, so sorry that we're ragging on a little bit. What We were like, why are they making it? Ooh. Obviously, there's an audience that went to see it. It made it in the top five before. No, that's very true. I mean, that one time. And be curious, next yeah. week we have Pete's Dragon from Disney, so mm-hmm. we'll see what a, mm-hmm. uh, a live-action family film does for them. Mm-hmm. I don't like the way that this looks at all. Pete's Dragon? Mm-hmm. No, because my fiancé was such a huge Pete's Dragon fan, and I've watched it with her. And, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, isn't he the only one that sees the dragon? I thought uh, before at, he at was at the beginning. Right? Yes. Yeah, like in the when Nobody the movie starts, him. no one can see the dragon, yeah, but he's him. invisible. And then there's the whole like a dragon, a dragon. I swear I saw. It. So like 
from like not only is it ridiculously CGI dragon, but it seems like everyone sees the dragon. So it's like, oh wait, doesn't that change the entire plot of the story? Well, there was one point in the story where the drag I, you could see the dragon disappear at least from the trailer. So I'm not sure how much of that will be in the movie. But that Maybe dragon to me looks like a teddy bear. He's is it fuzzy. supposed to look like that? Yeah, that's weird because the old one he was not. Fuzzy. I wanted to see a real dragon. Well, the cartoon. I wanted to see. Uh, you want to uh, see a real like dragon? A dragon? <laughs> <laughs> dragon? Wait, where are these real dragons, Richie? Yeah. Well, the thing with it is maybe this is a bad trailer for it where they're showing us the other scenes, you know? I'm wondering, just playing devil's advocate for it, so I'm like, maybe. I wanted to see a but Game I of Thrones dragon. But I remember loving the old one. But that's not what he looked like in the old one. So I know, that is but I just the, wanted to see that. Are you making it a remake? Are you making it a new interpretation? Oh, it looks like a dog. That's a good that's point. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, this doesn't this doesn't look like anything that's but menacing like or threatening. Pet. So it's like when the when the police mm-hmm. are like being called and they're like, you know, chasing down this dragon. I don't feel like any sense of like why these Danger. people would be threatened by this little uh, teddy bear. Teddy Ruxpin flying through the sky. <laughs> I just don't get it. Looks like Clifford. Okay. I need more. I need more. <laughs> uh, we'll get talk about uh, Pete's Dragon in just a moment, but we'll round out our top five here with Star Trek Beyond from Paramount. Mm-hmm. A little over $10 million. So, uh, yeah, so far it's grossing a, a, about 127.7 uh, so far in its three-week run. I ain't mad at it. Yeah? I mean, you know, it's uh, we've talked about it before. I wish it was doing a little bit better. It just I think we're going to get a fourth film the way that J.J. Abrams has you been. You so? Chris Hemsworth. Wanted to have him, I think, you know, if you have a chance to have Chris Hemsworth in a, in a film of yours. That might change the dynamic of the whole yeah. film. And it'd be kind of nice if they used that as a chance to wrap, yeah. uh, wrap up, like, the Kelvin timeline. Maybe mm-hmm. kind of restore order, get it more t- synced in with the original series uh, mm-hmm. timeline. Could be interesting. Uh, but that was our top five there at the box office. Now, internationally, Warner Brothers with the Suicide Squad posted a final of $133.3 million on 17,630 screens in 57 markets. Uh, that pushes the offshore debut $1.2 million over that of Deadpool, which bowed in February to $132.1 million. Wow. Yeah. Now, basically, Suicide Squad maintains a record of a biggest all-time August opening abroad and the second biggest DC opening behind Batman versus Superman. Hmm. <laughs> and it has also the over, overseas IMAX record for August, although Sunday's estimate, as we talked about, the box office kind of being uh, kind of getting lower as the weekend went on. It uh, the original estimate was lowered from seven million to, uh, to lower to seven million from seven point two million, and then uh, as we talked about Secret Life of Pets, and it's crossed five hundred million worldwide, and uh, setting up with uh, China with a twenty eight point nine million dollar start. Mm. Not bad, mm-hmm. but still, it cannot compare to Finding Dory. We've been talking about Disney's success of the box office this uh, this year. Uh, Finding Dory just spun a global community uh, global total of eight hundred and seventy point three million. And it's about to pass Superman, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice to become the fourth biggest grossing film of the year worldwide. So Disney's killing it mm-hmm. in the box office. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. Uh, oh, yes, and I want to comment on Deadpool. I do think Deadpool is way better than Suicide Squad. Yes. And I do agree with that statement. No, I, you know, but I they're just, very different kind of movies, though, because Deadpool is like a very... That was kind of new and original in how they handled the humor, the violence. Mm-hmm. For that superhero, like the opening credits where they made jokes, that was brilliant. Yeah, but but I also thought you know, you're treat, you're you're kind of being true to the character from the comic yeah. book. You're trying to that's what he was like. And mm-hmm. I just feel like uh, in, in Suicide Squad, like, I have not seen it yet, but at least just from the bits and pieces that I have, I mean, the characters are just kind of all over the map. So it's like I feel true. like if you would have dialed in, get the characters a little bit more locked down, maybe it would have been a better story. Mm-hmm. Well, and that goes back to what Richie was saying of like DC versus Marvel, and just Marvel having more entertaining type characters. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. 
Now, we've been talking about movies a lot for a while here. And you know, certainly when you go to the movies, you like to eat. Right, mm-hmm. but it's not just the movies you want to eat. Sometimes when you get home, you want to eat. But we're, we're all busy. We're, look at oh, us. Yes. I mean, we're all trying to see movies. Yeah. Rich has got so yeah. many movies to see. I mean, he's got to see. I know. Secretly, <laughs> I know. he's got to see Nine Lives. I mean, he's got a lot on his plate. So mm-hmm. much going on this week. Mm-hmm. How can you expect Richie to go home and cook? You, know? you, you can't. Nope. No, 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 no. You can't. But you know what? That's uh, you don't have to worry about that, Richie, or any of you folks listening at home. Uh, Blue Apron is here to help because Blue Mister uh, Blue Apron's mission statement is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. Now, Blue Apron achieves this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. Blue Apron has established partnerships with over 150 local farmers, fisheries, and ranchers from across the United States. And as a result, seafood is sourced sourced sustainably under standards developed in partnership with the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch. Beef is raised humanely. Chickens are free-range. Pork is raised naturally. And regenerative farming practices are used for produce. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Not bad at all. Now, Blue Apron can be delivered to 99% of the continental U.S. and 99.5% of food desserts. Now, uh, because Blue Apron ships the exact amount of each ingredient required for a recipe, they are reducing food waste. Mm. Now, cooking together, which is great. You, get, you build strong family bonds. Research shows that Blue Apron families cook nearly three times more often. Those who spend a lot of eating out, a lot of money eating out and, or, uh, or at high-end grocery chains can now spend under $10 per person for a healthy, well-balanced, delicious meal. Spiced pork burgers with goat cheese and cucumber corn salad, mm. summer vegetable mm. and quinoa bowl with a fairy tale eggplants, mm. shishoto peppers and corn, chicken tinga tacos with summer squash mm. and tomato salsa. Oh, Richie, mm. look at that face! Look at them. He's We're already like drooling. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Make me hungry. Now, not all ingredients are created equal, so fresh, high-quality ingredients taste better and are better for you. So it's important to know where your food comes from. Talk about your uh, personal experience with uh, Blue Apron. So, Richie, I know you love to cook. Tell me about that great quinoa salad that you made. Oh, my God. Listen, <laughs> I I could use this every day in my life because I hate cooking personally. But oh. if I had all of the right ingredients, do you know how that would change my life? And I didn't have to go to the grocery store to get it? Now it comes to you. That's the greatest thing. You don't have to worry about going out to the grocery store. That is like, convenient. Yes. Blue Apron comes right to your own home. Now, for less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. Blue Apron knows that when you cook with incredible ingredients, you make incredible meals. So they set up the highest quality standards for the community of artisanal suppliers, family-run farms, fisheries, and ranchers. Mm. Mm. Look at that. Now, whether it's Japanese ramen noodles, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, or heirloom Mm. tomatoes, Blue Apron is bringing you the best. Now, you can check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free. That's right, free. Look at that. With free shipping. Man, does this get better? Mm. Oh, look at this. By going to blueapron.com slash box office. That's right. We love you. We want to help you make sure you get a great home-cooked meal that you can make yourself right there. Now, you'll love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. Come on. You can you can cook while you watch us. Look at that. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's right. What a great accompaniment to just listen to us <laughs> talk about movies and box office, talk about Richie seeing all nine lives, you know, <laughs> and cooking some Blue Apron food. So now go to make sure you go to blueapron.com slash box office. Blue Apron, guys, it's simply a better way to cook. Look at that. You're making me so hungry. Oh, I know, and I just ate too. <laughs> So now, as we uh, got a couple of films coming out next week, we talked a little bit about Pete's Dragon. So mm-hmm. as always, like to try to draw on that is just to kind of do our own little alternative top five at the box office. Mm-hmm. Now, Pete's mm-hmm. Dragon that's coming out, they've got uh, Paul, Red- uh, Paul Paul Redford, 
Uh, not, uh, sorry, that it's Robert Redford. Not Paul Robert Redford. Robert Redford. <laughs> Robert Redford starring Robert. in that along with Bryce Dallas Howard. So we thought, why don't we take a look at Robert Redford's top five films in the box office for their Sounds opening good. weekends. So it's certainly a little different than the, what the totals are, just the opening weekends for that. And I was a little surprised when I pulled this top five together. Actually, I kind of cheated and made it a six because the fifth one is just, <laughs> just his voice. So I was like, eh, let's just stay. I, I think that's a good call. Yeah, we'll, 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 let's, let's focus on uh, Mr. Redford's live action appearances mm-hmm. there. So coming up at number six, Six first totals there, uh, but this was his live action it was up close and personal. With, uh, good movie. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't mind that. Yeah, yeah, that, that was a good deal. That had uh, just think 11.1 million. That was back in '96. So yeah. wow. Mm-hmm. Did you get? Did you see it, Carrie? No, I was looking at these. I'm like, I saw Charlotte's Web, Captain America, and I'm familiar with the other ones. Oh, all right. Well, I know I... their names. But just haven't seen it. Certainly number five, which we're going to just kind of just give a nod to, but not really consider right now, is Charlotte's Web, where he did the voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, then at number four, we have The Horse Whisperer, which came out in 98 for $13.68 million. Never saw The Horse Whisperer. Did not see That was a popular book, though, too. Yeah. Never, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think horse. it did, well, obviously it did pretty well. Yeah, I think for people who yeah. you know who love horses and love whispering, this is the movie for them. You've got it finally, all right there. Finally, that that came together. Guys, I love horses and I love whispering. Is there a movie no, for me? If all those that. people had seen it's Nine like Lives, we would have been way more successful. It's like horses that uh, just aren't behaving properly or something, and he's able to behavior analyze them and have them calm down. Oh, it's not just and, guys who ride horses and, and only talking to whisper? No. <laughs> like, pretty much if they're out of control or that, like, the expression, like, it's, they need to, it's like a, like, Mustang that needs to be broken or whatever and he'll, like, rein them in. By whispering. That pun was not terribly intended. But, mm. um, I, no, I think it's more just the, he knows how to talk to them. Not necessarily, literally a whisper. That's a shame. That's an opportunity missed. <laughs> yeah. uh, number three, though, from Paramount, we have Indecent Proposal. Coming out of 93 there. $18.38 million. Yeah, I kind of figure, like, uh, Paul, yeah, uh, why do I keep saying Paul Newman? I keep getting that. I want to keep going to that. Robert Redford. Yeah, I felt like that was a, uh, a, a fun role for him to get on my yeah. attention there. With uh, mm-hmm. Demi Moore and uh, Woody Harrelson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Ah, Demi Moore. Where is she? She might be at home right now watching. <laughs> Demi, are you home watching? Bob Comment, Demi. <laughs> uh, coming in at number two was Spy Game from Universal, which surprised me. Coming out, I mean, I guess because it was Brad Pitt as well. So it came out in 2001, mm-hmm. $21.68 million for its opening weekend. That was an okay, was an okay film. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, it was it, decent. Yeah. I don't know. I, think, I, I love Sneakers. And that came down a little bit lower on this. I think that, that was, was number really seven. Good. Mm. Oh, yep. Sneakers was such a, such a film film. Wow. Yeah. film. And I, th- I had hoped that it had done better in the box office. It's yeah. opening weekend. Maybe that's more like a cult fan thing. Yeah, I mean, it, but it had such a nice lineup of actors in there. I yes, maybe, it does. Yeah. yeah. It didn't necessarily rely on Robert Redford. I, I thought that was like, yeah. but that was a fun film. But didn't make the top five or six as we're talking here. Mm-hmm. But coming in at number one, Captain America, The yes. Winter Soldier. Came out in uh, 2014, uh, $95 million. Great movie he's not right in there. It as much. That's another one of those like movies where it did really well, and you're like, well, they're kind of in it. Yeah, but I He will, walked by. He walked by. Yeah. But he wasn't bad. He wasn't he bad in the movie. Yes. yes, yes. He, had a, he had a good role in it. Yeah. For what Ish. he did. And for some reason, we just think, oh, Robert Redford, you know, he took the time to do it. Whether it's like, hey, I want to do something that my grandkids could watch or whatever, but for whatever reason, he didn't phone it in. No. No, no he, he did not. Yeah. He did well. Yeah, so I mean, I, sure. he was entertaining to watch, and just to think, like, hey, Robert Redford in a Captain America movie. I remember when that uh, casting was released, I was like, whoa, hold, hold on a second, mm-hmm. all right. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, let's see what the chat's kind of seen. Hail Hydra. I like the Hail. last comment there. That's pretty funny. Uh, Horse Whistler was good. <laughs> no. Oh, huh. I think that was probably a typo. No, no, a little lower. Oh, uh. Okay. I, I know a couple people have gone back twice now, actually, for Suicide Squad. Because mm. there were Easter eggs they were so excited to go look for or whatever. And yeah. I don't know if I'd be. I'm, it takes a lot for me to go back a second time unless I'm going with people who haven't seen it. Right. Like, mm. if I, I'll take a friend, I'm like, oh, did you see it yet? No? Okay, mm-hmm. I'll, we'll go, I'll go with you. Because then it's like you get to relive the experience with someone who hasn't seen it yet. Uh, yeah, so now, as we talked about Robert Redford and his film here, we, uh, of course, we're talking about next week's films. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far, next week's in the box office, we've got Florence Foster Jenkins with uh, Meryl Streep and Hugh Grant. <laughs> looks quirky funny. Yeah, I mean, you it know, looks I'm like something Meryl would do. Would be something my mom's gonna go see. Now, out of the two of them, who is more of a draw for you to want to go see a film? If you see a film with Hugh Grant or a Hugh, film with Meryl Streep, which Meryl one's Street. more? Really? Um, for me, she's probably more for the drama. He's been lately doing good, com- or I like him for comedy. So I mean, it's more like, ooh, it's great they're together. But if you if you saw which one would get you more excited to go to see a movie with Hugh Grant um, or a movie with Meryl Streep? I guess it depends on what the role is. Okay. I have so many more specifications. <laughs> I'm like, well, hmm. just carry, just play hands, the game with me. Just answer my question. Meryl Streep. I guess Meryl. Really? Yeah, I like him though. So I, yeah, uh, to me it's I'm Hugh like, Grant. I, yeah. I would find myself more compelled to go see a film with Hugh Grant in it than mm-hmm. I would with Meryl Streep. Not mm-hmm. that Meryl Streep's terrible, but it's just like, yeah, I, I, for some reason, just something about Hugh Grant. Just uh, I find him compelling to watch. Sure. Yeah. So certainly with the two of these, it's not Meryl Streep that gets me excited about seeing this film. It would be Hugh Grant. Mm-hmm. But uh, so so far, I mean, I don't know. In terms of marketing and stuff, have you seen a lot of this? I feel like I've seen a lot of commercials. TV. I've seen seen a lot of TV commercials for it, more Mm -hmm. so than anything else. Which is fascinating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I feel like, you know, like the poster, I mean, it just... It doesn't tell you much about it at all. No, it's tough to get you to think, okay, she's an old lady. Yeah, even the trailer, you're a little bit like, so what's it about, really? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they sometimes there are these movies that, you know, they do, Mm -hmm. and they just... We just... Really, no one's gonna see it, but like they know oh. that they're gonna. No, I don't, and I don't mean that in a negative way. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like this nobody's really gonna go see it, but for some reason it's gonna end up on like literally every award list. You know what I'm saying? Come the end of the year, I bet it's one of those movies. Now, I'm not gonna go see a movie if I'm wrong, I'm not gonna do anything else. So, I'm I just, but I just really believe that. I feel this one's gonna be a like indie theater gold one like it'll yeah, be very but, popular in like the lemley theaters in la i mean i don't know what how far around they are but like it's the one that it's probably an older audience um a period piece fan audience yeah. meryl yes of course mm-hmm. and hugh as a draw or just the crowd that likes more independent not the big blockbuster movies but i feel like those are the types of movies that win awards oh yeah you I, know come award season you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like i feel like sometimes their agents just go this is going to be good for you. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's this movie. I don't. I don't know. I mean, not that they think they do terrible movies, but I also don't think this is like one of those like Meryl Streep award, you know, potential award. But I just think look at the films. two of them together, and I feel like that's going to be enough to push it in that direction. Maybe a Golden Globe. I can see maybe a Golden. You know Globe. what I mean? I can't mm-hmm. see Academy. I don't know. Awards are just so strange and peculiar because there are times where one year it's like the mass populace of people saw them all and then there's years where it's like only the art house people would have seen it and mm-hmm. not everybody has access to those kind of theaters or they're not even available in like all cities so it's interesting when it's a year where it's like okay everybody saw that movie 
Or it's a year where it's like, you know, 20% of the population saw the movie. And you're like, wait, why did that win? And so many times, maybe it's a really good movie, but as a personal enjoyment, you're like, <clears throat> meh. Yeah. Because there's a big difference between as a, just a viewer liking something, and then as the, like, as a film quality, mm-hmm. it being good. That's oh. my thought in the awards. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see come December. I know, right? right. Now, also, as we talked mm-hmm. a little bit about, is uh, Pete's Dragon, a uh, remake of the popular Disney and, uh, film, uh, being remade here, I guess, uh, as I mentioned, with Robert Redford, Bryce Dallas Howard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for this, are you excited about the, the idea that Disney's remaking one of their classic films? You know, we love remakes here, so... <laughs> is that, is that a, the official stance of Box Breakdown? Okay. All right. Um, Just checking. I, I enjoyed it a lot as a kid. I'm, I'm not super excited by the trailer, by it, by seeing the trailer, but I am curious. Now, I mean, certainly you know? it's a little different. Like, you see, like, uh, Jungle Book. I mean, it was, uh, you know, I guess a reimagining, but it's also, I mean, they was, Disney did the animated version. So it's, it's a of, little bit different, though, but yes. Pete's Dragon was live action, but the Correct. dragon was con- animated. animated, which is essentially what it is now. It's just a different side of animation. Mm-hmm. So, and I love the old Disney movies that did that, where they had, like, an animated thing in it. So those were cool. Do you- they missed the ball on doing, what is what is Pokemon Go called? Uh, augmented Reality? What if that was how he saw the dragon? <gasps> <laughs> Through an app? Through an, an app. His phone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they missed the boat. You just on that gave one. away a movie idea. Uh, Someone at home is going to take that. Hit me up at the Jimbo Slice. I want. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Would you rather see Disney investing their time? I mean, I guess that's just. In way. like a new thing? In a new or thing? Or, I mean, I guess you. New things are not. Well, okay, how's this? If you're going to do a remake, at least give a new thing every other time, you know? Because just remakes after so long, just it's, it gets exhausting. You're like, oh, it's just not refreshing. Like, the audience, obviously people want something new and different. Yeah. I so. mean, you don't want to keep canalizing your fan base. Yeah. Just by Maybe the it. kids will enjoy seeing that teddy bear fly around. <laughs> Rich well, is clearly excited <laughs> by this. You know what it was? I was watching the trailer, and I just had been, I was I was getting a little excited because I loved the direction it was going. And then when I saw the dragon, I was like, okay. I, 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 You're all peace out. Well, I feel like with the trailer, <laughs> right. I feel like I've seen this movie, and I feel like I want to say it's Iron Giant. Ah, uh, yeah. See, I loved Iron Giant. I loved Iron Giant, too. But I feel like it's very similar to that. Sure. Where all of a sudden, this kid has a friend that's this incredible creature or being, and everybody else is scared of him. For whatever reason, they're just terrified of something they don't quite understand, mm-hmm. and they just want to just get rid of him. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to see that. So, and then we'll, maybe we'll see him sacrifice himself valiantly at the end. Mm-hmm. If he says he's Superman, I'm, well, I'll right, be in for that. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say new one ish, and I forget how you say the name, but it's the new one. Disney's going to be coming out, the Hawaiian Princess. Yeah, oh man, that looks great. That looks great for Thanksgiving. Oh, but there's yes. already people complaining that the um, God guy voiced by Chris Rock is. Or Dwayne Norak Johnson? Yeah, Yeah. that character. They're like, well, that's not a really good representation of those people. Like, he's just too, like, thick, big, and not Uh, in a good way. And I'm just like, "Eh, why? People are so dreamy with these things. But there are people who look like that, and he's not human. He's a god. So his interpretation could be stretched a little bit. We see him him shapeshift throughout that whole entire trailer. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah. I think it looks great. Ah, man, I'm really jazzed about that I, one. That actually, one's getting me excited. Can, can we do another trailer tangent real quick? Oh, yeah, please. The, the Great Wall of China? Okay. <laughs> it's a monster movie. I've, I've been wanting... I'm like, ugh, I see everybody post about it on my Facebook, I and I'm like, to, I want to jump in. I'm like, I don't want to 
first off, it's a monster movie, so it's not even real life. So people are like, oh, it's like whitewashing. Okay, five main characters. Only one of them is white, and he is foreign. It is a Chinese director. The main characters are Chinese, and it's like he's not the savior. That's just a trailer. Everybody knows. I mean, you could go more like, well, the white audience knows Matt Damon, and they're going to go see it, more likely seeing him more in the right. trailer. But you're just like, ugh. Just people are just bitching about it. And the director himself goes, go watch the movie and stop, like, talking about it. And you haven't even seen it yet. Now, that people is, are so offended saying. by every yes. little thing these days. It's not like real life. with our with yeah. our entertainment. Like, it's... Oh, Just go see yeah. the movie first. I mean, yes. it's, as Carrie was saying, these are that double-edged sword. Yes, today sword. is way too PC. Oh, yeah. my gosh, yes. No, yeah, because uh, Carrie was saying earlier, it's like you want to be able to advertise your film to get people in the audience, but then you also know that by mm-hmm. doing that, they're going to comment on whatever you I show I didn't say them. Chris Rock. I just said The Rock. Yeah. I mean, that's what he was called for a while. <laughs> I mean, yes, he's Dwayne The Rock Johnson, but that's I grew up with him being The Rock. I didn't say Chris Rock. <laughs> just saying. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, it, it's a shame that because I'm certainly if you look at the international cut of that trailer, I'm sure yeah. Matt Damon has played down a little bit less. And Probably the, the Chinese yeah. stars. Uh, let me go see it before. Well, I make he's my a assessment. foreigner in it too. Someone's like Matt Damon looks out of place. I'm like, yeah, but he's a foreigner, so that's the whole point of like, well, you are well, the odd one out. Then. But the question is, yes, why is he there? What purpose is it? And how much does he? But I, still looks cool. I think the we, the reason that he also just looks out of place is that if I was thinking about that movie and I was pitched to it, Matt Damon would be like. Maybe not even on my top five actors. Right. That I think I would see in that type of really? film. Yeah. yeah, Matt Damon. Matt Damon just like just him, not just him being a white man in 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 a Chinese film, but just Matt Damon in this. Yeah, like, that seems. Ooh. It made me think too of like uh, the Thirteenth Warrior because Antonio Banderas is the odd one out in that one too. Like mm-hmm. he's the not part of that group, but he's in it and he's not. He's just part of it. It's not a big deal. Oh, I said The Rock. Well, fine. If Chris came out, that's not what I we're, was thinking. We're, we're going the to the Thirteenth Warrior is so excellent, but it also makes me think of like the Last Samurai with Tom Cruise. That yeah. one, and I'm like, like, no, yeah, no, no, that like, one's. Mm-hmm. Like, but I didn't get that vibe when I said Thirteenth Warrior. Did people though. hate on that as much as they are on this about like, oh, why is there a white guy in this movie? Mm. Is that how they sound, James? <laughs> with Last Possibly. Samurai, oh yeah, they were not happy with that. And that one, he is kind of the savior. He is the white man savior. So you can be upset about that one a little bit. Just saying. Yeah. I, I'll, uh, who's going to see this? Just based on the trailer? It seems, I, it's a monster movie. I, I am so listen, in. I am all and about I like a monster foreign movie films. And, yes. and all of that it stuff. It looks gorgeous, though. But the I think that they often, I mean, it's understandable. Sometimes they need someone who's familiar that will pull in, yes. you know, a U.S. audience. I mean, yeah, so, just, so it's sometimes hard to find an actor that's not, you know, mainstream, mm-hmm. I think is a good word for this. Sure. Who can pull in an audience that's gonna go see this movie? But you know, if it's, it's like, inside, if it's U.S., you know right. what I'm saying, on U.S. soil. This is the type of the movie though where it's like, if you told me Vin Diesel was in this movie, I'd buy that, and that makes sense oh, to me. There's a new Triple X movie. Yes. I'm excited about that. So one. Really? he just yeah. seems like he fits. That trailer is. He on, seems like yeah. Vin Diesel seems like somebody so that you can see in that for movie. For you, Matt it's Damon just seems the like actor in general. Yeah. Yeah. he doesn't work for you. It just seems so weird that Matt Damon would be in this movie. But okay. I mean, I'll see it just because, okay. yeah. But uh, yeah, he just feels like an actor. I get that, that just, vibe. I think they're trying to bring Matt Damon back. <laughs> what was he? Where was yeah. he? I, I, I think they're trying to make him a thing again. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was a thing for a minute, remember? 
Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. He's still a thing yeah. on our hearts, at least, Richie. <laughs> more movies get on board okay. with practical effects. I agree. I wish there were more movies that did practical effects. Or, like, with Hellboy, it's practical effects, and then they layered on CGI, because yeah. it's like, with Abe Sapien, they could do the suit, but they couldn't make the eyes blink. There wasn't enough space to do that, so they did it digitally. And that worked beautifully. Uh, so now, as we talked about, our last film that's coming out is Sausage Party. Uh, there you go from Sony Columbia. There the other Seth Rogen, uh, Evan Goldberg animated film, kind of almost like a tour story, but for food, but also R rated as well. Uh, so we've got those three films coming out this week. In addition to everything else that's been in our top five, so we're going to do our little uh, f- prediction of what we think the top five will be next week. Richie Sky, what do you think is going to be the? Oh, I'm going to go with the secret. Oh no, I'm sorry, Suicide Squad first. That's number one. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna reach out on a limb here and go with Peach Dragon number two. Interesting. Wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, then I'm gonna go with Jason Bourne. I'm gonna go with Bad Moms because I just feel like they're gonna hang in there one more time. And then I was really torn about the Sausage Party versus Secret Life of Pets, and I'm actually gonna go with Secret Life of Pets. You don't even think Sausage Party is making the top five? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sold on it yet. I want to see it, but I'm not sold yet. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah, it's interesting for that one because it is animated, which a lot of people, unfortunately, are like, oh, it's animated. I don't want to watch it. Exactly. They've confused people. What? Well, not even just like for kids, just on principle. I've met people, they're like, oh, it's animated. And you're like, I'm kind of like that sometimes too. Ooh. Like it's animated. Why am I going to see this as a movie? No. No. And why is Matt Damon in it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, why fine. is he not in this movie? Uh, I'll go with number one. Uh, will Suicide hold on to number one? Even if it drops fifty percent, yes. Okay, I'll go Suicide Squad number one. Hmm. <sighs> Adult comedy. Let's try the craziness. Let's go with Sausage Party for two. Peach Dragon oh for three. Mm, Born for four. And uh, Peace Dragon will praise the kids' movies, and I'll go with uh, Bad Moms for five. Wow, interesting. I interesting feel like choice. Out of all Karen. these sausage parties seems like the biggest wild card. I just don't know. I, it's what, I way, know, right? That's why I was like, let's put yeah, I could, I could easily buy into what Richie's saying yeah. or what Carrie's saying in terms of how it could do really well, yeah, or yeah. just kind of like, eh, we're, we'll we're out. up. So for me, I still think, yeah, reluctantly, I'll go with Suicide Squad. Still is number one. I'm gonna give the. I think. I think Pete's Dragon. I think. Mm-hmm. I think there's a little. There's a little thirst for some of the family. Family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The new family movie of the summer. Yeah. It's still summer. All the kids are not mm-hmm. in school yet. So I'll go. With, uh, Pete's Dragon number two. Jason Bourne number three. Sausage Party number four. And eh, I'll say. I'll say. I can think Bad Moms. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'll be number five. Goodbye, Secret Life of Pets and Star Trek Beyond. Live long what? and prosper. Yeah, those will be off the top five. You guys watch. Secret yeah. Life of Pets is going to claw its way back. Sadly, Florence Foster Jenkins not making the not top the top. Five. No, that is not. no, no. Bye, Meryl. I like somebody in the chat with Sausage Party is going to be great. <laughs> well, as we're talking about Sausage oh, no. Party. Go off the lot. We can't see it. There we go. Uh, oh, my um, list is all right. Hugh? Let's see. Oh, his mix- list is the same. The same as who's Hugh. Yeah. I like mm. to think it's mine. I'm just going to selfishly say Hugh agreed with me. Uh, yeah, animation has a reputation for kids. That's true. Um, okay. Some people, but it's like some people not liking black and white movies, too. Well, They're like, I won't watch it. I worked at Blockbuster, and I'd have, and even Hollywood Video. It's real to X, guys. And I, someone would come with a movie, and they'd be like, oh, it's black and white. I don't want it at all. And I'm just like, what? 
I, I mean, didn't understand and understand. if it's Alfred Hitchcock, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, how's uh, if we're talking about Sausage Party, how's the marketing been for that? Do you feel like is they've had I. Th- you sucked in, Carrie? No, no, I'm not. I uh, I just like- think they've done a good job of their ads are all over the place, mm-hmm. and they are showing the innuendo enough that you know it's not a kids' movie. <laughs> I heard Sausage Party was What's the it? worst. Uh, <laughs> good puns yeah, there. I don't know. Oh, does not like and sausage don't parties. Like, well, yeah, I mean, who loves sausage parties unless you're a girl or a gay man and you walk into it, but. But their ads tell you enough, so I don't think there's going to be too much confusion of like, wait, what is this for? Because like the ad of like the hot dog is like the hero will rise, yeah. and okay, it's pretty obvious. We're oh, like, the taco one is like she can do fish or beef. I thought that was actually pretty funny. So we're not going to see any dads like just confused, like, come on, kids, let's <laughs> go see this cartoon, huh? I would mm. hope the employee at the movie theater would be like, surprise. you know it's not for kids, right? <laughs> uh, well, as we're talking about Sausage Party, and yeah. it seems like, you know, I'm just going to continue this trend because I had so much fun with it last week. We're going to do our box office prediction for the opening weekend of Sausage Party. The person who's farthest away from the box office total will go and see Sausage Party. Uh, I'm not going next first. <laughs> <laughs> not uh, going first. Well, I said it's number two, so. All so right. I think it should be Carrie you. Lane? Uh... uh um, well, actually, you know the thing though is we've ha- we've seen it so often lately that just because a movie's number two or number three, their numbers actually aren't that high. That's true. It's well, like they're in there by default. Um, let's see. Well, if I said Suicide Squad is one, if that drops down, <laughs> man, my math skills are fail right now. Um, <laughs> I'm loving this. So, I mean, that's you know, that's like say sixty six million twenty. Twenty, okay, all right. DJ, Going twenty for sausage. Party. Twenty for sausage party. Richie Sky, higher or lower? What do you think? It has to be lower for me. So, just yeah, by estimation of my yeah. of my list. So I'm going to simply say it's going to come in at ten. Okay. Ooh, that seems okay. All right. Ooh, we got well, I ha- listen. I have to. Right. I have to right. go ten simply because yeah. of the way my list is set yes, up. Yes, yeah, that's true. Right. You know what yeah, I mean? I have to true. stay true to my list. So yeah. now I've got to stick with it. Your all turn. right. So uh, for me, literally sausage. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see, 10, 20. Man, I mean, I could just be easy and split the difference at, uh, at 15. Could. And then I'm, I'm sitting pretty. Uh, I'm sitting really pretty for this. What? Someone said 50, 50 million. <laughs> Sylvia, it's 50 million? Well, that's the other end where if it yeah. does amazingly well. The right. role of Quinn is being played by Sylvia. And she's guessed <laughs> 50 million. So Please. guess who's guess who's the most off next week? <laughs> you might have to see it. <laughs> I, uh, you know, why not? I, for fun, I'm, I'm going to go right down the middle. 15 million. I could see it doing okay. that. So. Well played, Frank. Thank you. Yeah. Well There's a strategy to this game as well. But uh, keep in mind, <laughs> folks, once we get the results here for this, the loser, who is farthest away from the actual box office total, we'll be going to see Sausage Party and we'll hear and remember, thoughts about it the following week. Quinn did say $50 million. <laughs> Yes, she did. Via right. Sylvia. <laughs> All right, folks. That's going to do it for this episode of Box Office Breakdown. But as always, thanks so much for joining us on the chat. We love to hear uh, you guys' comments throughout the show. You can also like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter. We continue the conversation even after this show's over. Richie Sky, if they want to continue the conversation with you, where can they find you? You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DJ Richie Sky. And I'm also on this nifty little Insta Snap. And you guys can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. <laughs> and you can follow me on Twitter at Happy Go Jackie. I like uh, Hugh saying five quadrillion. Take it to the bank. All right, Hugh. <laughs> Looks like you might be seeing a movie next week there. Yep. Well, all right. I think they said Ugandan dollars, though. Oh, Ugandan <laughs> yeah. dollars? Oh, all right. <laughs> Whoops. 
Uh, thanks so much for watching us, folks. We love having you guys join us here every week for Box Office Breakdown. And we'll see you next week here on Popcorn Talk. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.